Bonjour, you cheesy surrender monkeys. And welcome to The Simpsonian, episode three, sort of. It's been a while. I'm here with my cousin Anthony Angelico. I am Gus Shigaris, coming to you from his man cave extraordinaire and the bunker, bunkered hills of Western Springs, Illinois. And uh, if you're new to the f- podcast, this is when we, you know, we go through fan theories, lore, basically Simpsons banter, uh, trivia, and all sorts of crazy crap for the Simpsons because they're our favorite show ever. And um, man, so if you're listening to this episode, the third episode in the list, um, you might just, you know, think it's week to week. But the craziest thing happened, which was. Uh, the time that's elapsed between our last podcast, which was when, Anthony? Uh, 2019. November of 2019. Uh, and now was two years and two months. And something called COVID-19 happened and kind of screwed some things up. Wasn't great. Nope. Um, if we keep up this trajectory of... The time between our first and second podcast was, I want to say, like six months. The time between the second and third was two years. If we keep this up, by the time we do the fourth podcast, we'll both be dead. At this point, I want to keep my good looks. <laughs> okay, let's let's try that. Um, so, yeah, it's been, wow, two years since we've done one of these. and uh, But we will get back to more regular ones. And uh, this is just... You know, we've had time to to marinate. We've had time to uh, think about what we want to talk about and do it in our own lives all the time anyway, which we always do. But, um, man, it's been strange. So two years ago in 2019, it seemed like we were going to do this every month, and then we kind of got jacked up. But how were the last uh, two years for you, my friend? Honestly, um, I just had time to bask in the glory of being stuck in my house pretty much doing nothing so you know i had a lot of time to think yeah i know what you mean unfortunately uh but yeah we're back and i'm sure this will seem like weird time travel if you're just listening to episode three after two and it seems like it's a push push of a button away but yeah it's been a minute um but yeah we're back and we're glad to be here so we're gonna jump into it we have uh a lot to talk about there's been a lot of a lot of things happening in the Simpsons verse uh, over the last couple of years, and we'll get into some of it. But first, um, the thing we're going to bring up, which I think this was Anthony's brainchild, um, is thinking of some of the characters in the show. Think of who. There's a lot of buffoons. There's a lot of no, no, you know, ne'er do wells. There's a lot of like clown characters um but when you think of the people who are good like who among them is sitting on mount pious sort of holding their nose up in the air and looking down upon everybody else you know think of those characters in the show that are doing that and i know i have one in mind but what do you think anthony i mean can you think of a couple or or what what do you think well i can't think of a well i can think of couple but I can only think of one. And she has this rare trigger that she pulls out 
during the eight epi- during the eight seasons of her appearance. And that character would be some would say a catchphrase. You would say, "Do you want to say the catchphrase first, and then people can guess?" S- won't somebody please think of the children? And she usually says it with a little more urgency in her voice. And how how would that sound? Won't somebody please think of the children? <laughs> exactly. And uh, most people probably know we're talking about at this point. But who who is that? That would be the lovely Miss Helen Lovejoy. Yeah, so of all the people, probably besides the Reverend himself, who occupies this sort of, oh, you know, I'm holy, I'm holier than thou, certainly. Um, I think she's the one, and this was your idea, Anthony, that is she so good? Is she holier than thou? Really, when you actually look into maybe some of her history, maybe some of the things that she's been involved with, some of the things that she's done... Um, I think this will be the inaugural, inaugural, inaugural. Is that a word? I I don't know. It's it. People know what I mean. I think this will be the first segment of uh, dark secrets. We can call it. And I think she's a great place to start because she's just too good. You know, no one's that good. It's like especially when they're preaching. All this stuff, it's like everyone knows there's some skeletons in the closet. So what are your thoughts on, do you have any hot takes? Do you have anything that you learned about her when you were looking into it? Um, you know, any anything you could kind of give a, a credence to the story that she's not as good as she seems? Hmm. What juicy, dark secrets do we have for the lovely Miss Helen Lovejoy? Well, for one, her daughter, Jessica Lovejoy, is the evilest of the family. But does Reverend Lovejoy, did Reverend Lovejoy knew that at that time? I don't think so. But we're not talking about Jessica Lovejoy. No, no, no. We're talking about the evil goat of the family, the elephant to the room, Miss... The the devil of the she devil I should say of the fam of the trio of the family, which is Helen Lovejoy. What I learn and oh Helen Lovejoy, if you're Miss Helen Lovejoy, if you're listening to if you're listening to this, prepare to be the gossip e instead of the gossip er. One thing we learned about Helen Lovejoy is that she grew up on a farm. She was apparently a farm girl. She bailed a lot of hay, and she... Let me look this up. Give me one second. This is... Uh, what's the source of this a gossip? It's the wiki? Is it a Simpsons wiki? Why, yes, it is. And from the source that I'm seeing is... Growing up in a little house on the prairie... That's a quote that everybody says nowadays... Um, she was young, she was a young woman, she was a, seemed like a nice girl at the time. Uh, Helen fought off boredom by, what did she do? Like, hold on, you gotta make sure you're talking to the mic or I think it might drive people crazy. (laughs) You could just riff. What did she do? Oh, I gotta, uh, let's see, she kept herself busy by hearing, by hearing these secrets from the neighbors so it sounds like she started gossiping at an early age became obsessed with it right and then they said at some point 
and you could tell me if this is correct. In the canon, at some point in some episode, it became clear that she started a rumor back in their little town that w- an unknown rumor that was so lascivious that it forced her and Timothy Lovejoy at the time, the later would-be reverend, to be married. Is that right? Why, yes, it is. Thank you for confirming. Um, so there's, if you dig into her, just like anybody, you're going to find some dirt. What what else you got? What else do you remember from that deep dive? Well, I know that she and Marge went to the same camp together at the age of 10, and uh, I believe she could not figure out how, what the olive fork was. The... <laughs> Out of 34 forks, she couldn't figure out which one was the olive fork. Okay, to be fair, I don't know what an olive fork is. Wait, is that, what is that? I have no idea. You're asking the guy, you're asking this guy wrong questions. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I can't blame her for that one. Um, But obviously, Simpsons trivia people are insane because they have this kind of shit on the internet for for you to find out. Or they, like, took notes of it at some point. Um so the gossip queen from an early age, she sort of gets her fingers into the community, starts spreading some lies. All of a sudden, you know, I could imagine a rumor that would force somebody to be married, especially back in like a small town kind of vibe. Um, we have to say what it is. I think you can think of one pretty clearly. But if you think about some of the other things she's been involved with, um, most notably, I think about the pretzel wagon episode when Marge kind of split off from the PETA people and started to do her own pretzel company. And very quickly, they, you know, they was Skinner's mom and uh, Maude Flanders, a couple other gals, and Helen sort of like started warring and they were like fighting for the different factions of who's going to feed Springfield and their food trucks. Like, that was pretty cutthroat business, and Helen seemed to be kind of like the ringleader, would you say? Oh, most definitely. I think there was a couple scenes, and one of them is at the end, where famously t- Marge and Homer have the mafia in their back pocket to help them out. They show up at their door uh, asking for some monies. Uh, where's the money? Uh, <laughs> Fat Tony's wife wants the money. She keeps bugging him for the money, so come on, where's the money? Um, but famously, the uh, the group of gals show up, and they think that the mob is there to stop them. But little do they know that they hired the Japanese mafia, the Yakuza, or... The Poison Fist of the Pacific Rim. <laughs> Thank you. That's, that's way better. Um, and so they show up, but it's like, that's a pretty down and dirty move. And I feel like the ringmaster of all that was Helen. Like As they're walking up, if you rewatch that episode... The gals are, like, walking up to the house, and it's the four of them, but then Helen's in the back. She's, like, kind of like a general with her soldiers out in front. She's, like, kind of protected, but also kind of, like, telling them what to do. It's pretty interesting. So I think of stuff like that, and I also just think about the squeaky clean sort of, like, facade of church life, you know, They've made this nest for themselves where they're beyond reproach. They're pillars of the community. They're holier than thou. And beneath all that, it's like, what are you guys doing with all those the money from the collection plate? You know, 
what do you guys, are you really helping the community like you say you are? I think there's a lot of uh, insinuation that Reverend Timothy Lovejoy um, isn't always you know up and up on where he what he does with that money. Well, it's not it's not it's not just Lo- Timothy himself, but I think Timothy would use that money and give it to the needy, or he would start up a book uh, the start up the bookmobile, maybe get some payments for that. But what about Helen? What does she do with that money? Interesting. So you think uh, Reverend is kind of on the up and up, but you think you're like, she's got access to those funds as well, right? Yeah. So um, in the super, uh, super, <laughs> we prepare deeply for the show, if you can't tell. It's not at all like we just decide when to do it and show up and do a podcast. No, no, no. We would never do that. In the deep dive that we did for this, um, there was just a lot of that, and we, you know, it's just like on the surface. So I think we'll we'll come back to dark secrets um, for different Springfield characters throughout the series, and that was just the first one we'll do. Uh, and Helen is a good target. I think she's a good. There's a lot of like good ammunition on her. Anything more to say about her before we move on? Yes, I do believe she sell used to sell cosmetics, but. The Reverend himself told her, forced her to stop doing those, stop selling cosmetics. But for what purpose? Why would she start selling cosmetics? And this is, I think, this is like early on, like in her in there before they had the young she devil of the family, Jessica Lovejoy. So it would make sense that she needs the money. She would probably steal the money for something else, but cosmetics. Perhaps like a multi-level marketing scheme. She's, you know, duping other gals in Springfield into like buying this crazy crap. And then they got garage garage fulls of it. And then, you know, the feds are knocking on the door. I could see something like that. Only to realize that the women who and the people of Springfield who bought those cosmetics and realized the cosmetics are probably expired or they were just bought or they were imported from a company overseas and. Or even worse, the cosmetics themselves are actually drugs, crystal meth, or heroin. And she's using her connections to the Japanese mafia to facilitate this multinational drug ring. See? It all comes back around. See? I do see. I think that's a pretty good theory. I don't know. I'm just saying. It might be be worth investigating. Anyway, Dark Secrets. It's stupid. It's fun. Um, I'm pretty convinced that Helen's kind of a flea bag, but... We'll leave it at that. Um, the next piece of something I want to get into is um, I think there's been so much time that's gone by uh, for us, but not since you know someone's clicked episode two to episode three. So, but there's a lot to get into um, around like kind of social cultural stuff. Last time we talked about or on episode one, we talked about Michael Jackson Jackson's uh, episodes being pulled, unavailable unless you have the DVDs, um, character replacements, sort of like shifting thoughts around culture, who, you know, voiced voice actors, um, they have to sort of more and more represent, you know, or identify with the community uh, or the culture that they're portraying on TV. And that's definitely filtered its way into animated series fox disney everything like that so the simpsons has been going through their own version of that we talked about a poo before um so there's a ton that's happened there 
Um, the news item I have for you is not related to that, but it sounds like, is there anything you wanted to say on that end that we might have not talked about since uh, 2019, which, geez, was a long time ago? Well, yes, the fact, well, not only is the voice actor of Apu stepping down, but the voice actor of Dr. Harmon is being replaced. Hibbert, Hibbert sorry, Dr. Hibbert, uh, by the famously known voice actor of Kevin Michael Richardson. He did a plethora of voices, most notably, most, most notably the, he was the voice of Principal Lewis on American Dad. So do you think that's like a, if people heard his voice, it would be like one of those that you go like, oh yeah, I know that one. Probably yeah, because he has a laugh for it. He's got he's got the heart. He's got the soul for it. He's got a lot. I and I think a little bit of diversity I would use yeah. is a little could be useful for the next last two seasons. Maybe who knows how many seasons the Simpsons will keep on running, but. If this goes well, I think a little bit of diversity wouldn't hurt the show, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah, I think that's a healthy debate to have. Um, but for that piece of it, yeah, I think there's a, there's a lot of things that have happened with the cast. Um, and we could just do a whole couple of segments on that. I think we'll prepare more for a future episode. But that's a big one, you know. Um, Apu sort of – and you said he was being the actor. I know Hank Azaria decided to step down from doing it, but – did they write him off completely? And y- you see more new shows than I do, but it, have they stopped doing a Pooh storylines? Like, is he a person anymore, or have they recast the voice? I'm not sure of any of those, but I can only, from what I can only gather, is the reason why Hank Azaria stepped down is because of the way he portrayed the character Apu in most of the people of the same ethnicity as Apu kind of found it offensive. So Hank Azaria himself said, yeah, you know what? I think I might step down from Apu and just continue on voicing Dr. Uh, Nick Riviera, Dr. Uh, Frank, comic book guy, Mo Wiggum. Wiggum, absolutely. All those characters. Just Apu is probably not the one he would probably want to go back to. Yeah, that's a good summary of it. I know there was a lot of, uh, I think Matt Groening last year or 2020 famously came out and sort of defended the character, and I understand why he would do that too. I think he was uh, much more than a stereotype for anyone who just watched the show. But yeah, that's something that's ongoing and kind of interesting, so we'll we'll circle back to that. Um, but what I wanted to bring up, and this is today's segments of Brock, Kent Brockman's Bullets, um, we're going to need a soundbite for that. You know, it's got to be like Newsline, like 60 minutes. Okay. Anyway, we'll get that going. Um, engineer, do we, can we can we not pay your sister to, to engineer the show or do some jingles or something? I would have to ask her the next time she's in town. Sounds like a deal. Uh, the Brockman's bullet I have for you. And I will be shocked to my core if you don't already know about this, but I it's recently... Recently announced, so maybe you don't. I read today that a Simpsons will be doing a crossover with none other than the most freaking popular thing on the planet Earth right now and in the multiverse. Hint, hint. Simpsons are announced that they are going to do a crossover with Marvel. Uh, this is going to be airing on July 7th, 2022. Did you know about this? Well, I knew I knew 
the first part of it was with Loki crossing over with the Simpsons. So I knew that much, but I did not know that about this. This is some, this is something that I did not know, but I have a funny feeling of what's going to happen within that episode. Okay, so you do know that was my piece of news that to you is not news because you're way more up on everything than I am. But I thought it was interesting that that's like, okay, Marvel's crossing over with everything nowadays. But the episode will be called The Good, The Bart, and The Loki. Uh, It'll feature (laughs) Lisa as Thor, which is interesting. It'll feature Ralph Wiggum as, do you know? I have no idea. I'm this is a news this is not news this is somewhat news to me, but uh I can't say that I actually ever saw the first this episode. Well, it hasn't aired yet, but I guess there's things that have leaked about it like what Simpsons characters will be representing the Marvel characters. So, if you had to guess who Ralph Wiggum would play in the Marvel universe, who do you think it would be? Ooh, that's a good question. I could see Ralph Wiggum playing as oh, I don't know, probably as himself cuz you know, let's be honest. Ralph William isn't the brightest color in the the brightest tool in the tool shed. <laughs> I love that your your answer is himself. So he Ralph will becomes as himself in the Marvel universe. That's great. Well, I can't say it is an Avenger. So of the Avengers, like of the original movie, who do you think it would be? I I don't know. I I can't take a guess. I really don't. He can't guess. All right, I'll have to tell you. He's playing the Hulk. Now that no, that's that's not something that he should be doing. That should be played by Nelson Muntz. Okay, <laughs> you think that's power in the wrong hands? As as crazy as it sounds, yes. Yeah, I know. It, like he might just destroy the world, right? How that how's that gonna go? Not well, honestly. Ralph is again. Ralph is not the smartest in the third grade. He is. <laughs> He is literally he was literally dropped on his head by his own father, Ralph or Police Chief Wiggum, and I don't know, I guess I just don't see him as the Hulk, but there's something that I do remember looking into, and this is on Disney Plus. I saw an image for a little crossover with Loki and the Simpsons, played by the wonderful Tom uh Tom Hiddleston. Correct, and that this is the same episode I'm talking about. It just sounds like they're going to have, you know, other... Like, Mo apparently, is going to be the vision in this episode, which is strange. Like, none of the choices make sense to me, but at the same time, that's kind of the point of the deal, right? That it, you're surprised, it's silly, it's almost like a Treehouse of Horror episode where, like, anything goes, and you want to be sort of uh, surprised and delighted, right? So... That was the piece of news I had for you, which you kind of, you already know about, but there was some things I wanted to surprise you with, and you did not disappoint, my friend. Um, so Brockman's Bullets, that'll be news every week. And just like that, I feel like I say this every time, we're already 23 minutes in. I mean, time flies when we're talking Simpsons, you know. So we keep them short around 22, 23 minutes to honor the original runtime commercial-free um, of, of the, the show. I think it's still around there, actually. Um I think it's a good chunk of time for you guys to fit this into your daily daily grind. So um, any parting thoughts, Anthony, before we sign off? Well, yeah, I just wanted to touch up on one last segment, and that would be Deep Thoughts with Otto. I did see a little clip on YouTube, and it would appear that Otto and Kearney were in the third grade together. 
Yeah, so apparently Kearney, one of the bullies, is like sitting in the back of the bus. He's bothering Otto, and he's like, and Otto just yells at him. He's like, hey, Kearney, shut up. Like, what are you still doing on this bus anyway? You were, We were in third grade together. Which, why is, now, it's kind of funny on its face, but why is that qualify for a deep thought? Because it kind of does if you think about it. Well, this will probably lead into the next episode, but I, but you know, I just wanted to throw out that the what we could do for the next episode would be called budget cuts on The Simpsons. Like, how many characters had to cut corners, or how many corners did Skinner have to cut in order to keep the school running? That's what you call a tease in the industry, right there. But uh, thanks for listening, guys, and. Um, as always, uh, appreciate fellow Simpsonites tuning in, and uh, we will smell you later. <laughs>